Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen... I give you Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin, joined always by my co-host, Blake Harrison. Hello. Hi, mate. How's it going? All right, all right. You've been having a right little tech nightmare, haven't you? Oh, my God. Garage Band is absolutely... I mean, I'm still looking at it, and it's not right. Like, it's moving slowly. It's very big. It's doing some weird shit. I don't know. Something's not right with it, but at least it was sort of working. Like, I couldn't hear myself at all before, and now I sort of can. I don't know. It's, it's been a, it has been a tech nightmare. Do I blame my wife for removing the microphone? Yes, I do. So, not taking any responsibility myself. Just blaming other people. So uh, absolutely, that's absolutely. that's how I that's how I roll. Um, but yeah, we're back. We're back. We're back. We, this is the second one we've recorded today. Uh, we, we recorded the news one that you've uh, you've already listened to. Hopefully by now. If not, go back check that out. Where we uh, we discuss uh, the the return of John Jones, the departure of Francis Ngannou, and 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 all other things that have been very topical in the world of MMA. But today. Uh, we're super hyped because we're talking about UFC 283 in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Yes. Um, it's basically Brazil versus the world, I think. I think every single fight is a Brazilian versus someone from the rest of the world. Uh, so it's Brazil versus the world, as I would like to call it. Um and it's a weird one. I isn't did it? not realise that. Yeah. And I've just looking down the card and I'm like, of course it is. It's Brazil versus the world, baby. And um it is a weird one because the main event is a product of just Injury. chaos, really. Mm. Injury from Yuri Prohashka, followed by a draw for the vacant belt mm. between Jan Blahovic and Magomed Ankalaev. And now we are getting a new vacant title fight in the light heavyweight division between former champion Glover Teixeira and yep. Jamal Hill. Former, former guest, guest of the, of the show. show. Former guest of the show. Name. I, I do apologise. Former guest of the <laughs> show. You. Make sure you get that. Jamal right. Hill. Please do go okay. back and listen to our chat with Jamal Hill. It was before he knew he was fighting for the belt, but it was very recently. And it's like a nice little insight into him, his life, his career, and mm. just... What I think will benefit him in this fight, a very laid-back nature. 
Um, yeah. So I should also yeah. point out he was very laid back on that show, and uh, and he um, did actually. Uh, if I said, "Who's your dream fight?" He said, "If he makes a come, if he does come back to the UFC, he would love to, at some point to fight John Jones." Yeah, yeah. Who's you in the news? Know. You never know. You never know. You never know. But first, he's so, got to get past Glover to share her. Does he oh, do it? And how oh, does it granddad go? Granddad Glover, Grand, I love him. <laughs> Grandpappy Glover. Um, <laughs> yeah. How? Uh, how do you see this going? Are you excited about the fight in general? Like, um, obviously, it has been weird circumstances. So. Are you excited or were you excited when you first heard about the fight and how do you see it going? I think it's going to be more exciting than the recent Ankalaya fight. Yes. Um, which, it's all a bit sour, that. I, I, I think it's very odd, that. It's a, and What's odd? Well, just the fact that this fight's come around, come around the way it did and... I'm not suggesting both of them are not worthy contenders for the, the strap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, J- Jamal's record speaks for itself. He's got that one loss against uh, Paul Craig, uh, which up until yeah. that uh, armbar was a very pretty dominant performance from Jamal Hill. Um, was it? I think I just remember Craig dragging him to the ground. Really? And, yeah. Just he okay. went full bear jiu-jitsu. Well, we're going to see some bear ju- uh, jiu-jitsu uh, a little bit yeah. later. We, we'll get on yeah. to that. Um, how do I see this fight going? I know he's a former guest of the show, oh. but I want to see Grandpappy Glover. I want to oh. see him get the belt. You just right. love old men, don't you? If you see Grandpappy Glover do it, you're like, there's still a chance for me. I can <laughs> still, I can still do it one day. <laughs> All that, in lights. all those time, all those times in the Muay Thai gym, and there he is running his five k every now and again. He can still do Maybe it. Oh, Whiffin could do it. <laughs> if Grandpappy Glover can do it, there's hope for us all. Um, Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think I think you know. Uh, how does he get we, it done? We, if you if you if you think Glover's going to get it done, how does he get it done? I, I think it's it's going to be uh, a, a lot of rough and tumble. I don't think it's going to be a big strike fest. I think Jamal will probably want to strike, but I think Glover's going to get him down and uh, and just have a little uh, little roll around with him. And I think I think he'll grind out a decision win. Rough and tumble is a phrase I haven't heard for years. <laughs> a little bit of rough and tumble. I wonder that's why it. you sitting there I laughing to yourself. Because that's every Sunday. So every Sunday. Uh, my mum and dad, they'd go over the, the local social club. We'd take us. What, as for well. a bit of rough uh, and tumble? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a bit of rough and tumble. Uh, no, they you live like, with my wife, mate. They, they do the, this is like every Sunday. And then they'd have a bit of like, they'd do the bingo or whatever. And, and me and my brother would be running around either playing football in the garden thing they had or running around the snooker hall where we weren't allowed to be or, or something like that. They had like one of those old like Tyson arcade machines as well. You'd play that. Tyson punch out or whatever. And then you come home, my dad would watch the football, and in the gap between the football finishing and the Simpsons starting at six o'clock, there was like half an hour where we would do what my dad called rough and tumble. <laughs> and it would be it would just be like us wrestling each other. So my dad would just get on his knees and just like me and my brother would be like jumping and trying to hit him and, all, and he'd just be picking us up and slamming us down. I was like, that that's rough and tumble to me. So it just it, it made me chuckle. 
Anyway, I, I digress. And I, know I mean, don't get me wrong. I would, I would quite happily pay money to see, uh, you know, maybe strip a couple of the rules back and make Jamal Hill fight Glover Teixeira in a car park of a working men's club. <laughs> I'd be well up for that. No, this, is back, up, this is back at home. We weren't, like, trying to kick the shit out of my dad in the car park. We were back at home in the living room, jumping off the oh, sofas. I love it. Uh, love it. Anyway. So I think... Glover's going to grind out a, a, a win. How do you see it? Uh, it's re- I think it's relatively hard mm. to call because the obvious storyline would be Jamal needs to keep away and keep mm. that range and distance, use those long limbs, and uh, Glover needs to Which get him to the ground. Which he's very good at. He's very good at, and, and Glover needs to get him to the ground. If I rewatched a bit of the, the Thiago Santos-Jamal Hill fight. Santos, Jamal Hill was, was pretty good at getting back to his feet. But he did get taken down a fair amount of times, particularly, I think, towards the end of maybe like in the third round and stuff like that. He was taken down a lot, but he was just really good at getting back to his feet. Santos is not the grappler Glover is. Glover is is a much more accomplished grappler and he's got much better top pressure and all that kind of stuff. So that is a big step up for Jamal, I think. Um... I think as the fight goes on, oh God, I was going to say it's going to get harder and harder for Jamal to, to stop those takedowns. But the contradiction to that would be Grandpappy Glover is 43. He's 12 years older than Jamal Hill, who's in his prime. Uh, and, and that fight with Yuri, man, what a fight that was, that fight with Yuri Prohashka a year ago. That's one of those fights, though, where people talk about you're never quite the same afterwards. Like that, it takes something away from you. A war like that leaves you, you. You've given a part of yourself to that fight that you can never reclaim. And um, will Glover be able to absorb the shots the way he does before? I, I mean, we spoke about on our predictions episode where we predicted the the champions. I think we mentioned uh, this fight. Uh, we predicted who would be champs by the end of uh, 2023. Uh, and I mentioned that the Glover's head is like, it's like a boulder, Like the man mm-hmm. has a huge cranium and that can really absorb the shots. But Jamal does hit hard. It's a year after that war with Prohashka. He's 43 years old. Can he keep doing it? Can he keep, you know, absorbing those strikes and getting the takedowns and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. And, and but but then again, mentally, it's a whole different world for Hill. I think Hill from our from our chat with him is pretty laid back, pretty chilled out. I don't think much phases him. However, to fight for the very first time for a title, to fight in enemy territory in Rio de Janeiro, where Glover's the hometown guy, everyone's going to be cheering his name and booing Jamal Hill. How will he cope with that pressure? I like to think he'll deal with it well, but it's a question that there won't be an answer for until the night itself. I think on paper, Glover has more ways to win. He does have heavy yeah. hands. He can clip Jamal, and he's got those takedowns and the such superior grappling. Look what he did to Jan Blahovic. Like He just mm-hmm. mauled him. Um, but Jamal's got... Good boxing, great shots. If he can keep away, you never know. I think on paper, Glover's got the the more chance to win. I just have a sneaking suspicion that Jamal might be able to do it. And I don't know what that's based on. It's just like a gut feeling that maybe Jamal can do it. So I'm going to go with Jamal, but I'm not overly confident. But I, I think Jamal could do it. Big talk. 
<laughs> Big talk, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, just before we 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 get on to the next fight, um, I've just seen something, um, oh, which involves a Brazilian. Uh, so rumour is, I don't know if this is uh, old news to you. I know you're generally more hot on the press than me. But uh, apparently they're, uh, the, the, the talks are happening for uh, Charles Oliveira, Benil Dariush. Oh, the talks. I didn't know the talks happened for that. I was hoping that there might be something like I mean, really, I think Benil should fight Poirier. Uh, but I think F- future Poirier... Champ, Dustin Poirier. God, please, please go and listen to our prediction episode for who will be champs at the end of 2023. Stu's picked some absolute corkers and one of them, and please, let's not give it away now. There's a world in which Stu thinks at the end of 23, Dustin Poirier is the UFC lightweight champion of the world. And I was gobsmacked, absolutely gobsmacked by that pick. And he had one or two that were out there, but that one took the fucking biscuit and it ate it and crapped it out. It was unbelievable, that pick. Um, So, yeah, please go and listen to that if you haven't done yet. It's on YouTube. It's where you get your podcasts and all that stuff. Um, So... We but, did yeah. also talk about, and I think I chose Figgy to be the champ at the end of the year. You did. But uh, going back on that, I, I think Benil Oliveira is a fantastic fight, by the way. If that if that does yeah. happen, that's a great fight. It's exactly what Benil needs, that or Poirier or something like that. I think Poirier would have been better because if either one wins, they should get a shot. Whereas if Oliveira beats Benil, I don't think he should get a shot right away. I don't think he should rematch Islam. Uh, so Benil gets that win. You cannot... <sighs> put anything in front of him oh. other than the champ. Well, you say that, but I feel like he's been in that position for a couple of years now. And oh, fuck we knows. don't I do mean, himself any favours by just going, ah, oh, fight whoever. Oh, fight 10 guys. No, Benil. No, Benny. <laughs> you idiot, Benny. Um, so, yeah, he's got a, he's got a, yeah, a, a win against Oliveira, which is going to be a fantastic fight. Yeah. Jesus, uh-huh. really great fight. I think I'd favour Oliveira, actually, but you never know. Um, but yeah, that'd be a fantastic fight. But moving on to, as you say, uh, Figueredo Moreno 4. The Tetralogy. Shout out to Sean hey. Sheehan. Tetralogy. Yeah. Uh, Word of the day, toilet paper. In yeah, the house and house. <laughs> there it is. And uh, some people don't get on board with Tetralogy. Uh, Naming Sean Sheehan, but uh, you know, don't worry about it, mate. It's uh, some of it. If you if you want to say quadrology, you can. Just know you're you're wrong. Um, but uh, yes, the tetralogy, Figgy Moreno four. The it, are you excited to see this throw down again? I, I this is my fight of the card. This is the one. If the, this could headline the card, we didn't need Jamal Hill Globetrotter for me. I mm-hmm. this is the fight. All three of their fights, every single one of them, have been absolute corkers. Absolute, fantastic fights, all mm-hmm. three of them. Um, I It's the first time ever people have fought each other for a fourth time, and there's no better uh, couple of people in, in their kind of, in a moment in time that could have done it. I don't, these guys have put on... Performance after performance after performance in all three of their fights. There's been a year since their last one. During that time, Figueredo sat out. Moreno has won the interim title against Kaikara France. Figueredo is 36 now, I believe. Oh, no, he's 35, I think. 
Um, and we've spoken about this on a couple of episodes, and I'll say it again. Sorry to bore you, everyone. The lower weight classes, you age like milk. You there comes a point where you, it just you you lose that speed and 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 the thing that made you great at that weight class. I do think Figueredo has always got the power edge over Moreno, but I think the speed could be a factor and. 35 years old. Moreno's not even 30 yet. Moreno's 29. 29. It's just Mm. like he's getting better and better. And I just feel like Moreno can do him because, I mean, I still think it'd be a close fight because I think these two are so evenly matched and so brilliant. But I just think the more time goes by, the more likelihood there is of Moreno pulling away from Figueredo, particularly because of the age. So that's... That's where I'm. I'm thinking. Uh, uh, the the only other thing is is as as is always really interesting with fighters is the mentality. Figueiredo has left Henry, Henry Cejudo and gone back to his roots in 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 Brazil and is 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 fighting out of that camp now, as far as I'm aware. Moreno's had a terrible time of it. He's part of the James Krause camp, and obviously with the whole James Krause betting scandal, he's had to go and find other places to to fight and i don't know of a specific mma camp that he's training out of i know he's gone to a boxing camp i can't remember the name of the trainer but it's a guy that's trained canelo and fury and all these people so i'm sure moreno's boxing will look very sharp but boxing for boxing and boxing for mma different things uh and you do need slightly different skill sets so yeah that's going to be an interesting one as well to see kind of like mentally where is uh moreno at in in that in that way how, how do you see it going are you really excited about this fight as much as i am uh like you say like all three fights have been absolute crackers so i i see no reason why we're not going to get the same with this one um obviously i claimed that figgy was going to be the, the champ at the end of the year right. so i don't see this being a stoppage i much like the the, the, the previous shout on, on global's card I think that Figueredo will grind out a win. I think it's going to be yep. a fantastic fight, but I just see, and it's going to be tight, like they've all been. But Figgy gets the win. Oh, and I, yeah. Don't get me wrong; I don't want to see Figgy get the win. Yeah, I love yeah, Brandon Moreno, yeah. um, but I, I, I think, I think Figgy's just—I don't know. I think he's just got something a little bit extra that Moreno hasn't got. Yeah, no, I, I I hear that. I do hear that. I think um, I think it will be a very close fight. I didn't pick either Moreno or Figueredo to be champ by the end of the year. Ooh. So go and look at the predictions episode to see who I chose as my champ by the end of 2023 in the flyweight division. Um, I I think both of them are fantastic. I think we're in for another cracker of a fight. I, I don't think we're going to... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm going to be disappointed at all. I just love Moreno so much. I love his style. I love that kind of, the way that he boxes with like his hat, he does that jiggy like thing with his elbows. He does all that. And he's always yeah. got his mouth open. He's like... I love all of that. Then he's got this crisp Mexican boxing, fantastic scrambles. The speed is there. He's got, he's got an iron chin. Why are you laughing? Because I did all of that. <laughs> yeah. If you're not watching this on YouTube, I suggest you just pop right, over there just to see Blake's little Brandon Moreno impression. I love it. I love all of that. I love the way he does it. I think it's just just charismatic. I just yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Um, so uh, as I, I think heart and head. I'm going Moreno. I mean, the guy builds Lego. I love him. Uh, yeah, man. I love all of that. Um, but I mean, how funny would it be, given given the craziness that we've had over the last couple of months with uh, within the UFC, Francis leaving, billboards going up with uh, fights earlier than they should, um, Ankalaev and Yan getting a draw, and uh, the vacant belt fighting again with two new fighters. Mm-hmm. All this craziness we've had over the last couple of months. Wouldn't it be funny if something crazy happened like Figueredo missed weight, so lost the belt, and then won against Moreno, and then the belt at flyweight is vacant? Why? You're being a little bit Mystic Meg here. I'm just being a bit wacky. You're, you're, trying, to, you're, you're trying to throw that out there. On the off chance that that happens, <laughs> you I can just, dine out on that, can't oh, you? Oh, I could do. I just, I'm just like, I'm like Heath Ledger in The Joker. I just want to see the world burn, man. Just chaos. <laughs> Let chaos reign. Figueredo misses well, weight, is... wins, and then the belt's vacant. Who fucking knows? Mohamed Makayev, throw him in there. Um, you we'll never know. You never, that's, that's why we love the sport. Because you just do not know you what's going to happen know. until that refer- until that buzzer goes and it all starts. You do not know. Nope. Um, and and I guess one of the things that that you see that, that one of the last times where it all went bananas was um, Kamzat Shmaev. Oh my um, god! And 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 all of the the, the, the <laughs> nonsense around that. And uh, but that was Gilbert Burns' last fight, wasn't it? No, Gilbert Burns's last. No, Hamzat was Nate, wasn't it? Of course. But be, of course. I, but I believe, if memory serves, there was a slight weird kind of like mini Towelgate situation with Hamzat versus Burns. I think there was a few conspiracy theorists out there, and I need to do my research on it, that thought that maybe Hamzat didn't quite make weight against Burns, but it was a bit of a Towelgate moment. But then obviously when he came in at like 178 or whatever against... Uh, yeah against Nate Diaz and the whole card had to be shifted around. That was craziness. But Gilbert Burns, his last fight, I believe, was... Was that the Shemaev fight? Yeah. Burns' last fight? That was the Shemaev fight. Yeah, I mean, Gilbert Burns, Neil Magny, fifth against 12th. 
it's a um, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of excited about it. It's a nice fight, you know. I, it's, it's not like I'm not oh, I'm not hugely excited about it or anything. But I think it should be a good fun fight. I'm kind of happy for Neil Magny. Um, I kind of feel like he's had one of those careers where it's like he goes on like a six fight win streak but then yeah. loses against someone half decent. And then he goes on a three-fight win streak and then loses against someone half decent. And then, he, you know, he, he should be fighting people ranked above him, but he gets given Shavkat Rachmanov, who's behind him, and all these kind of things. So I feel like Neil Magny, the, uh, the winningest welterweight of all time, uh, mm. is, uh, is sometimes gets a, a bit of bad luck. Um, yeah. But he's this is a big fight for some, him. He is. He's. I mean, he has fought everyone. Been around, he hasn't really he? Really has fought everyone, and he has beaten a lot of very, very high-level fighters. Um, and you know, we often reference Neil Magny as that kind of gateway fighter to to, to the top ten in that division, and uh, yeah. and I think this is this is a great fight for him. Gilbert Burns is a big name. Uh, and, and and I think this this has the makings of a, a, a pretty decent fight. Um, yep. Magny's so well rounded, um, but I, I don't know. I, I think Gilbert Burns, uh, I, I think's gonna 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 showcase something and and get the win. Yeah, I I I have to say I'm uh, as much as I'm happy for Magny, um, and he'd be a welcome addition to the top five. I think just to freshen things up a little bit more. Yeah. Sounds weird saying that Magny would freshen things up when he's been in the UFC for sure. so long, but yeah. I just I'd like to see him thrown in there. I think he deserves it. He's been around for such a long time, um, but uh, yeah, I think Burns is sort of maybe slightly better everywhere. I think Magny's got fantastic cardio, but it's only mm. a three round fight, not a five round fight. Um, that's probably the one of the places where Magny would excel over Burns is his cardio. But I think Burns hits way harder than Magny. Mm. And, he looks uh, so much bigger than Magny. In, in like, mm. thickness, in girth, yeah. but not in length. Yeah. Oh, steady. Uh, oh. Uh, <laughs> what do you prefer, girth or length? That's the, uh, that's the question. Mag- Magny or Burns, girth or length? Um, but uh, <laughs> what do you prefer? Um, but, yeah, no, I think, uh, I think Burns hits way harder. I think he's probably more dangerous in his jiu-jitsu on the ground. Um, mm. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know where Magny really gives Burns. Unless he can just kind of, like, keep a bit of distance and then kind of push him up against the fence but not go to the ground, just kind of do that kind of stalling against the fence, a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I, I just I can see Burns winning this fight. I think Magny usually falls short against the top guys. Burns is one of the top guys. And I think, you know, he's going to fall short again, unfortunately. But if Burns wins, I don't really know where no, he goes. It's, 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 a, it's a bit of a strange fight for Gilbert Burns. I mean, I don't know yeah. what he's got to to benefit from from a win over Neil Magny. No. He's, he's ranked way above him. Is it just um, a paycheck? Is it ju- I, I, just a paycheck? Maybe he wants to fight in Brazil. He probably um, does. Maybe yeah. wanting to be on that card, fight at home, get a what he may think get a, a, a comfortable win. Uh, I don't know. Maybe but, it's just the paycheck. But when you're looking at the division, it's like Burns has been beaten by Usman. He's been beaten by Hamzat. Um, Colby doesn't seem to be that bothered about fighting at the moment. He's got his lawsuit with Masvidal. Um, I don't know where does he go after this win. Uh, 
I don't know that you'd want to... Does this fight, a fight with him and Bilal Mohammed do much for either of them? Not really. If Usman, lose, if Usman beats Leon Edwards in March, you could say Leon Edwards would probably be ranked number one or two in the division. And Would he get an immediate rematch? Probably not. Oh, no, I right. don't think so at all. No, I, I, so I think... maybe what, a win over so, Gilbert Burns could be... The, well, you know, I was a, a more thinking if you're Burns, if Leon loses in March, you probably mm. want to fight Leon because then that'll get you to yeah, the number one yeah. spot, you know. Exactly. But but again, he's already lost to Usman, so that's not going to be very much. So it's it's a tricky one. I feel like Burns is in a really tricky position, actually, because yeah. there's people around him like Hamzat is surely going to get the title fight next after the Usman rematch, regardless of who wins. Um so where does Burns go? I don't know. It's a difficult time for Gilbert Burns, maybe. Um, Do you think we're going to see Hamzat make weight? That's the tricky one, because did, did you pick Hamzat as your welterweight champ mm-hmm. by the end of the year? So I thought that we might, because Usman turned up somewhere with like a cast on, and I thought, oh, Usman won't happen, but obviously it is happening. And so you yeah. might get like Masvidal or something like that, and Usman would get the shot. October, September, something sure. like that. If Hamzat fights for the belt against anyone, I'm going to find it really difficult not to pick him to be champ. So if he does mm. fight for the belt by the end of the year, I, I think likelihood is he will be champ. But the only thing standing in his way is, will he make the weight? Yeah. And I think he has to fight someone to prove that he can make the weight. Maybe not. Maybe the UFC would risk it, but I think it's a big old risk. If you say Hamzat just goes straight in for a title shot and he messes up the weight and then you're left with a, a shitty title fight that doesn't really do anything, I mean, he'd be better off going straight up to middleweight and fighting Alex Pereira, which, again, I'd probably favour him in that fight. Um, so, I don't know. I That's don't know. That's a great shot, mate. Yeah, so we'll see, but... I think Bilal Mohamed Hamzat Shemaev would be a great fight. I'd love to, that's what I'd really like to see. And if Hamzat proves he can make the weight, then he gets the next title shot, regardless of who wins between Leon and Usman. Okay. So, women's flyweight next. Uh, Lauren Murphy uh, against Jessica Andrade. Um, I see this being a bit of a, a bit of a blitz for Jessica Andrade. I think mm-hmm. she's going to be too strong. And Laura Murphy, you know, solid record, always seems to be in there, always seems to just put on a pretty solid performance. But I don't think Laura Murphy, to me, has ever looked like a world beater. And I think Jessica Andrade has. And mm-hmm. and, and I think that she's going to be way too much for Laura Murphy. I can see there being a stoppage there. Um, I, I would basically echo everything you've said. Uh, Laura Murphy is like... A good all-round fighter, relies on her toughness a lot, stuff like that. But she's not a real, you know, she's challenged for a belt. But if she was down at straw weight, she wouldn't get close, I don't think, challenging for a belt. Um, She should have a size advantage over Andrade. Andrade being someone Mm -hmm. that pops between straw weight and flyweight. But Andrade has just shown for me, as you said, that kind of world beater stuff where she's got that exceptional power she's got great submissions the only ever standing arm triangle in the uf uh, by Mm -hmm. a woman i think 
was it by anyone or by a woman? I'm not sure. Um, in in the UFC against Amanda Lemos, um, that's against Amanda Lemos. So like, yeah, that, against that, a top, you know, she could fight yeah. for a belt next. Like, so yeah. she's she's beating top people. Caitlin Chukagian, yeah. who was like the flyweight's answer to Robert Whittaker for a while, who was just second best to Valentina, but no one else yeah. could beat her for a bit. Like. Jessica Andrade has got great wins. The Rose Namajunas win, and even that loss to Rose, she looked great in towards the end. If that was a five-round fight, it could have gone anyway. I would love to see Jessica Andrade versus Zhang Wei Li again. I know the first fight was ended very, very quickly, but I think a second fight could go differently. I, I, I wouldn't pick her to beat Zhang, but I'd pick her to have a way better fight and a better showing yeah. against Zhang. And Jessica Andrade is one of those fighters that really always excites me. I really want to see her fight. I would like to see her pop back down to straw weight and see what she could do there. Cause I think bigger 100%. fights are there. Um, Absolutely. But she's fighting in Brazil. She's against, I think an opponent she should be able to beat. And if she does win, will the UFC look at that and go, look, I know it was at flyweight, but she's coming off a win. We know she's great. She's got history. Everyone loves her. Well, a lot of people do love her anyway. And, and, and she's, you know, former champion. Do we throw her in with with Zhang as a first title fight yeah. rather than an Amanda Lemos or someone like that? Maybe, maybe they do. So I think there's a lot at stake here for Andrade, even though it's in the weight class above. I think, yeah, this this could be a good one. And I expect Andrade to win this one. I think it's probably yeah. one of the most easy picks on the card for me is, <laughs> is Andrade to beat Murphy. So former guest of the show, uh, the Bear Jew, Paul Gregg, um, this is an, a really interesting fight because we've got very contrasting styles in this fight. Yes. You know, you, you, you've got Paul Craig who wants to get you, he wants to lock you up and uh, and he wants to get you into his, his playground, which he's generally rolling around on that floor. Johnny Walker. Bit of rough and tumble. Far more, bit of rough and tumble. Bit of rough and tumble. Uh, <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Walker. He wants to stand and he wants to fight and he wants to flow flamboyant kicks. He's a very dynamic striker, moves in quite an unorthodox fashion. Um, I think sometimes you, you get them sort of styles, which we saw. Was it Paul? Was Paul's last fight UFC London? I think it would have been. I think it? it would have been. Was that the fight against Uzdemir that he lost? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it wasn't. Uh, it was it it, it 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 certainly wasn't. I'm, and I'm a big fan of Paul. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Craig, but it, it wasn't the most exciting fight to watch. No, um, because you know Paul was, was was trying to get him where he wants him, uh, and Ustamir wasn't having any of it, and uh, and and you know got a, a pretty comfortable decision uh, win in that fight. Yes. Um, it's. it's and, it, and I, I think, worry. I worry that Craig's been found out a little bit. That's my concern. I hope not. I well, really want Craig to Paul Craig to do well, but I worry that people are just like, oh, well, I just need to stay away from you on the ground. Yeah. And and, and who's Demir's striking? I don't think he's as erratic and as hard to read as Johnny Walker's. ustamir has got great striking, but. The the way that, that that Johnny Walker moves and throws is quite unorthodox, and he's at range. Uh, I know, don't know if I, that's going to be a benefit or not to Johnny Walker because I, I agree that like strikes could come from absolutely anywhere, and that could catch Craig off guard, and and, and he could be in big trouble, and and we could see a devastating knockout from Johnny Walker. It's obviously it's potentially on the cards, but equally. Johnny Walker's the kind of guy that I can see trying something and falling over and then Paul Craig just jumps on him and is like, oh, I'm on top of you now or we're on the ground mm. now and I'll just submit mm. you. Um, so, yeah, I, that, that unorthodox movement and the way he throws crazy strikes, I'm like, I feel like that could go either way. It could actually be something yeah. where, as I say, he, he ends up in a really weird position where Paul Craig can go, oh, thank you very much. Now I can just drag you down here or... Just throw my sure. leg over and throw up a triangle or whatever. I should point out as well that his last... Um, I mean, he went on a bit of a, a mixed bag of decisions. Like, he's, he, his last fight, he did win by rear naked choke. He, he, he beat Johnny Walker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but before that, losses to Jamal Hill, Tiago Santos. He had a win over Rick Span. Uh, sorry, Ryan Span. Um, and, yeah, before that, wins over Krylov and Corey Anderson. So, you know, Johnny Walker, he's no joke. And, uh, I mean, when I look down there, one, two, three, four, five, six, some massive win streak. And, yeah, so I think, you know, he's he's obviously fights out of SBG in Ireland as well, which is... He uh, does, yeah. I believe he has an Irish wife. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I I think he moved Uh, there and and found love. And uh, and that is it. So he works with... uh, um, oh my God! Why is the name escaping me? This is embarrassing. Uh, Connor's coach. Um, don't just st- oh, John Kavanagh. Thank you, John Kavanagh. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, so he's, he's got a good little life for himself in in Ireland now. So it's a Celtic war, uh, Scotland versus Ireland. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, in a way. But I tell you what, Paul Craig will have bad memories of his Brazilian judges because the first time he fought Shogun Hua, he clearly won that fight. Yeah. And they gave it as a draw. And it was like, there's no way that was a draw. And, mm. um, yeah, so he's going to be hoping, I think, that the Brazilian judges don't get involved and give it to Johnny Walker. Um, but, you know, like I, heavyweight... It's, go on, what were you going to say? I always... I don't know why, and I get it with Paddy. 
uh, is when they're standing up, I just think, oh, you're going to get it, you're going to get it. Like, and I just worry that their heads are sometimes a little high and their hands are sometimes a little low. What, uh, you're saying this I about Paul? About Paul Craig, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I think, you know... He gets hit more on the ground, though, doesn't he? <laughs> he like yeah, I he know, drags but, him but down he, on the ground. He likes that. He, I know, it's so weird. <laughs> he drags him down, it's underneath them. They're like smashing him with punches and he's just like, yeah, I'll take a bit of that, I'll slip a bit of that one, I'll take that. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to work out a triangle or an armbar here. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. It works. It, well, like, a lot of the time you know, it works. Didn't yeah. against uh, didn't against Luzdemir. No. And so no. let's hope that it does against Johnny Walker. I, I think I, a lot of fighters just need to go. If you're fighting Paul Craig, just be like, what? Don't even try and go down into his guard and ground and pound him. Yeah. Just don't even try. I, I, just, I'm I'm going for Paul Craig in this because a he's just a ledge. Uh, and, a, and a you know a really a really nice fella and and I saw his face when he walked out of that octagon in London and he looked absolutely gutted. Yeah. Like you know he he, he comes in so strong in the weigh-ins with the mm. you know with the, the face paint and yeah. and he had hyped himself up. He come out and he looked fired up yeah. and and it must have hurt. Yeah. To, to to get that loss, you know, or you know in in in, in London. And I think, you know, it's a while ago now, I think we're going to see him come back and uh, have a little look at maybe the fact that, that, as you said, maybe some people can kind of suss that, that style out. Um, and if somebody can stay at range, Johnny Walker could be that guy. So I, I think he's no fool, Paul Craig. He's going to know uh, and he's going to study how Johnny Walker fights. And I think we're going to see uh, an, an improved Paul Craig. And, and I think he will get him. He will get hold of him. And uh, and he will choke him out. I'm quite mindful that that sounded a little bit like Liam Neeson <laughs> taken there. He will find him. <laughs> he will, and he, and he will kill you. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, I mean, well, how, how do you see it going? Well, I, look, I, I really do think it could go either way. I'm hoping for Paul Craig. I really am. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, but the other interesting thing is this light heavyweight division is all over the shop at the moment. Yeah. If you put together two decent wins, you could find yourself fighting for the belt. Like you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, what if Glover beats Jamal Hill and retires? The belt's vacant again. If you're coming off a win and then you get another like that's it, you could be the guy fighting for the belt. There has to be an injury here or whatever. These guys, I don't, I don't know where Craig and Walker are, are ranked, but I'm imagining they're in the top 15 if not the top 10. And then you're but like Look at look at the boats in there. Ankalaev, Jamal Hill, who's got wins over both of them? Paul Craig. Paul Craig. Exactly. So, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, what if there's a draw? <laughs> what, if there, yeah. what if there's another draw? What do you oh, do then? Fucking oh. Mystic Meg again. <laughs> well, Here we go. No, look, obviously, look, it's highly unlikely to happen. But what if they draw and they go, fuck, yeah. we need a title fight as soon as possible? Anthony Smith versus insert name here. Who's yep. on the list? You don't want, like, it's too early for maybe Yan, Ankalaev, Jamal, Glover, Yuri's injured. Like, then you, you where are you going? So you're probably going to someone like Paul Craig and going, oh, mate, just come in and have a title fight against Anthony Smith because we've got no one else. <laughs> like, it's something like, like that. That could happen, and if if he yeah. were to get a if win he, if, over 
Johnny Walker in Brazil, he yeah. could find himself in a unique position where maybe things fall. I mean, it has to be a few little dominoes go his fall his way. Yeah, but yeah, he could could very easily find himself fighting for the belt because the, the, the division's been crazy lately. Absolutely, absolutely. Best of luck to uh, to Paul Craig. Um, Want to see you get that that win at the weekend? Um, right. I mean, the the main cards. <clears throat> Really, really good, and I know you know we, we spoke that we didn't really want to sort of dig too deep into the uh, the prelims. Um, Shogun Hu is on there, um, uh, which make no mistake, he's been involved in some of the, the greatest fights. His fight against uh, Dan Anderson, one of my favourite ever fights. Um, I'm in no rush to see Mauricio. Uh, who are fight no. anytime soon. It's supposed um, to be his retirement fight, isn't it? Right. I mean, he's topping the the, the, the prelims, and, and I understand why he probably wants to, you know, bow out in his, you know, in 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 Brazil. Um, yeah. Um, anything else on 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 the the the, the prelims that you, you you're interested in talking about, Blake? I mean, we've been going for for forty five minutes now, and. Um, uh, there's no specific fight that I would do like a big kind of like look at or anything. Yeah. But there's definitely a couple of fighters that I think people should be looking out for to see if they can kind of carry on some kind of positive momentum going uh, yeah. into 2023. First one would be Terence T-Rex McKinney. He is a really, really fun fighter. He's had four fights in the UFC. All of them have been finished in the first round. Three wins and one loss. And the loss was his loss to Drew, Drew Dober. Drew Dober, yeah. Where he nearly finished Drew Dober inside yeah. the first couple of minutes. Great it's fight. a phenomenal fight. I mean, it, it takes about four minutes. Go and watch it. Um, and then somehow Drew Dober somehow survived this onslaught from Terence McKinney mm. and then came back and finished Terence McKinney. Um, so he's definitely a fighter you want to look out for. Keep watching because he is loads of fun. Um, and then Jouton Almeida looks like an absolute beast at the moment. He hasn't lost since 2018. Uh, he's taking on uh, Abdurakahimov up at heavyweight. Jouton Almeida's... big-looking boy. He is. I mean, Jouton Almeida's actually quite light for a heavyweight. I think he usually weighs into fights at 220-something or 230 or something like that. So he probably is someone that could make light heavyweight if he wanted to. But so far, he's having success at heavyweight. So why cut the weight? You just enjoy yourself up at heavyweight. I'm sure there'll be a point when he gets to the upper echelons of that division where the weight is a factor. Because sure. I, I don't know that someone at 220-something can really do a huge amount against Cyril Garn, Tom Aspinall, Curtis Blades, and, and the likes. You know, that, yeah. that that's a tall order. Um, but... For now, he's ripping it up. And at the end of this fight, he could be ranked in the top 15. And he looks really good. And, and I think we might see him drop down to light heavyweight at some point in his career if he, if he gets a loss somewhere down the line. But he's looking really, really good. So watch out for Jouton Almeida as well. Absolutely. 12-fight win streak. I mean, you, you know, that's, yep. that's, that's exciting. Um, anything else, mate? Not really, no. I mean, uh, Gregory Rodriguez has looked all right in the last couple of fights. He got that huge, horrible gash down his forehead uh, in his last fight against uh, yeah. Gigi and, and Jaquani. Um, and 
that was pretty awful. Also, it's called Robocop, so I like that. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, like he looked good, but but to me. Terence McKinney and Jelton Almeida are the ones to watch on the prelims. I don't know whether their fights are going to be particularly competitive, or in fact, I don't know a huge yeah. amount about their uh, opponents. Not looked into it too much, but they are fighters that if they get wins, you could see them a lot more in 2023, really pushing into the rankings and, and doing well. And come 2024, they are the the names on everyone's lips. Maybe we'll, we'll wait and see. Absolutely. And, you know, in, in regards to 2023, go and, and check out our prediction show where Blake and I go through uh, how we see this year panning out and who we think will um, be crowned the champs at the end of the year. Um, also, when this episode drops, uh, once you finish listening to this one, um, whether you're going to be on YouTube or wherever you get your, uh, your podcast from, in the comments below, um, let us know who you think is going to get the wins on these. Let us know what your thoughts are. Uh, let us know if you think I'm sitting on the fence. And, uh, <laughs> and let us know if you think uh, <laughs> Blake shouldn't use words like tetralogy. Tetralogy, it? yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, but, yeah, so some great fights this weekend uh, in Brazil. Hope you enjoy it wherever you're watching it. Um, give us a like, love, share on the socials. We're on all the usual platforms. And, uh, and yeah, subscribe to us on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back next time for the post-fight show, right? We are back next time. And also, if you haven't listened to it yet, we have a news episode that should be out now as well where we discussed all the comings and goings of uh, recent big news stories, including the release of Francis Ngannou from his contract, the uh, vacant heavyweight title fight that's now going to be fought between the returning John Jones and Cyril Garn, as well as Leon Edwards, Usman... Raphael Fazeev, Justin Gaethje, and a few other things as well. So, yeah, go and check that out. And if you want even more, then go and check our uh, interviews with Jamal Hill, with Paul Craig. Um, there's a lovely story from Paul Craig when he talks about um, the, the, the the break. Was it an actual break of Jamal I Hill's arm? Think it, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, nasty. Uh, and what they done afterwards, how they hung out afterwards, and, and the state that Paul Craig got in afterwards. It's a lovely story, and, it, and, it, and it'll make you love both of them fighters even more. There's a lot of respect between them, but it's a really, really fun story. And, uh, and it was only, you know, a month or so ago that we had Jamal uh, on the show as well. So go check out them. And, uh, yeah, other than that, we're done. We're done. Bye, guys. Bye.